This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Wow, good thing we got that on the fucking mic. We don't. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the best part, the what the fuck of cum jokes. Ooh, the, the cum jokes of my butt. The Joe Rogan experience of things we edited out so we don't lose our credibility as human beings. <laughs> the Joe Rogan experience, for those who listen, they keep in a lot of, I mean, they obviously they do it live, so they keep in everything, and some of the things they say, I'm just like, how have you not been nailed to a post for this? But I guess when your listeners are all just, when your listeners are all just energy drinks, essentially. Yeah. Well, the evident- human equivalent of monster energy drink. Evidently, there's a list of like the 10 worst defenders in media that's coming out from like Jezebel.com that was leaked into agents and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, like Joe Rogan is something like number five. He's like, he's a rape apologist, and then you lose like one segment from his podcast, and he supports the alt right. Uses another segment. It's like, that is a stoned man. Yeah, that's a stoned multimillionaire who has been a multimillionaire for twenty years. You need to put him in content. You can't just be like. Yeah, but the other thing is, for for Rogan, it just seems like three hours every three days. And he does UFC commentary, and he does stand-up? That's a man who, I guarantee... That he said everything that's ever gone through his brain on... Like, Twice. Like, he's not... Because, yeah. he, <laughs> like I said, oh, he just has to learn. Because half the Here's podcast what, is just, like, animal facts. Because yeah. it's just, like, I got nothing else to say other than, like, to reiterate in the dumbest way possible. It's a gym... Know. A lot of it is a gym teacher teaching science. Like, bro, you know these fucking... Gazelles just get straight eat up, bro. Here's what I guarantee, though. He walks into that house he lives in with his wife, yeah. and there is no animal fact. There's no discussion of Bigfoot. Nope. There's no archery chat. Nope. It's just a, I assume, a fit, nice woman looking at him across a marble island in the kitchen, just like, no, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're not... Stop talking... About uh, uh, flat earth theory to our young daughters. Yeah. Apple slices. Cut them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is that is a man who, he, similar to Brad Pitt, where, like, you know that Brad Pitt, when it was, like, child number five with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. He just looked, like, he hearkened back to the late 90s. Like, remember when you were that guy just sat uh, uh, cross-legged? Smoking cigarette-like joints and banging arguably the most wanted-to-fuck woman in America. Who was that? Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. I was always more of a Ch- Courtney Cox guy. Really? Still would. I don't think I really have a chance because I, <laughs> I don't see us meeting. I think you could you could play Gunter on a Friends reunion. You have a you look like Gunter's like first of all more it, Swedish brother. First of all, it's Gunther. Gunther. Who the fuck's Gunter? I don't know. It's probably Gunter when his oh, fucking I think gets fat. You were more of a <laughs> Caroline in the city guy. <laughs> I am. You love that show. Oh, I'd be like up in that bitch's city. Subway um, straight to her here's ovaries. Here's something that I uh, shooting it in her ovaries. I think I could fuck Amy Sedaris. I'm throwing that out there. I think I could do it. <laughs> okay. Like I think if we coming were- in at number four, John Hastings <laughs> just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if 
oh, this podcast, if we were on a level of listenership that Joe Rogan would, yeah. we'd be number one. And they wouldn't even put it in. It just would be those men we know about. <laughs> <laughs> the guys who talk like you think wrestling fans did. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> they wouldn't even, like, those guys who talk the way we think men do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are a bad caricature. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen. Say it, we give ECW fans a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. But, ladies and gentlemen, remember when ECW fans were just the norm for wrestling fans because we're going to take you back baby we're going to take you back to the 1930s the 1940s even in the 1950s for one of the most influential characters in the history of professional wrestling gorgeous george wagner not gorgeous george uh, nope change his name legally to gorgeous george no no i'm saying the for the distinction not one of the many oh. gorgeous george ripoffs yes that plagued him throughout his life and throughout history yeah gorgeous george jr gorgeous george the third Nature Boy Ric Flair. He had Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. It's great. The Buddy Rogers thing's crazy. It's also crazy that like superstar Billy Graham is just doing I'm gorgeous George, but a hippie. Well, I mean, they're all just doing that. But the th- all right, what we'll talk about is because here's the, the most interesting thing about uh reading up on Gorgeous George is that like Oh, it's s- that you can read. Haha. <laughs> Hastings one, Dylan zero. Nope, me one. Shut the fuck up. Whatever bounces you say bounces off of you, and then I fuck your mom. <laughs> That's one of our premium insults for the ten dollar a month Patreon package. Oh yeah, by the way, thank you everyone who's donated to our Patreon. Yeah, thank you very much. Um You've given Dylan and I both hope. Ooh. We're still waiting for some people to get in their like I- intro liners they want us to say. Um, some people have donated and then have not like followed up with that kind of stuff, but also like, we're not going to pressure you cause whatever yeah. like, we'd really rather not have say like, I don't know, Spanish people are the worst or whatever you want us to say. Um, I think I, I choose to believe our listeners will be far better people than us. I hope that I is assume true. It's a lot of people having a nice latte in a, in a premium sedan driving along going, Man, I wish I had the thoughts of these young gentlemen. <laughs> well, all right. So, for context, just for this is because uh, every other p- fucking podcast does this now at the end. Well, we'll do it a, a bit at the start. For our Patreon listeners, there is one man who has uh, been the most generous, and he's given us a bunch of people to, um, to review, and he wants us to do checks. Who had a short TNA run? Do you know who this man is? I have no idea who it is. No, I, he said, and I quote. This is Keith said this. If we do a 50-minute episode with no detours, with no filler, on checks, he will get a wrestler review tattoo on him. Oh, done. <laughs> done. We got to figure out how to do that. We could just interview the guy and stretch. I guarantee. Okay, More but- about Russo because he was short ter- short-lived guy in uh, TNA. Um, also, so our Patreon listener uh, subscription stuff will start next week with Glacier. Yes. We'll be doing Glacier next week. Um, who was asked for by? Keith. Keith. The same guy who wants the tattoo. And, uh, and by the way, next one after that, uh, we'll, be doing, uh, we'll be doing continuation of the Patreon. And then we will be doing uh, some other uh, Patreon subscribe. Very excited for the Glacier. Let's get into jo- Gorgeous George, who... I would say if you adjust for media inflation, is top five the most famous wrestlers of all time. It's fucking insane how fucking yeah. Because you guy. came into this not really thinking he was that famous because it's all wrestlers, but it really was like 
So let's all right. Well, let's start. Then the here's the creepiest thing about him. I think is between him basically becoming a pro wrestler and then his death. He is for a guy who played like the biggest queen you possibly could during that era. Never told anyone about his childhood. So this I read an entire autobiography, and here's what I gleamed from it. He had a dad. He had a mom. His mom died of stomach cancer very early on in his life. He felt tied down to her. He <clears throat> took a series of odd jobs and became a pro wrestler because, like everyone who got into pro wrestling during that time, he essentially went to one of those carnivals. He beat one of the dudes who underestimated him and then came back second a second time, and he was about to beat the guy, but then the guy just fucking stuck his thumb all the way in his goddamn eye <laughs> and then pinned him. And uh, again, and then, he, and then basically, big got- thing to remember: this is also not starting wrestling in the '60s or starting wrestling in the '80s. Yeah, he's this go- is starting wrestling in the '30s. Mm-hmm. What's that? Great Depression rules. The Great Depression. <laughs> no. So, uh, oh, what are we? Oh, we're the hucksters that couldn't figure out a scam. That's who we are. Yeah. So he they, gets into wrestling that way, and his dad, who's all by all accounts a mild-mannered man, uh, was just like, which just, is a great just way. being a paint, just be a painter like me. And he, he basically like... I guarantee Gorgeous George, if he never spoke about his childhood, given the amount of fame he had, this was his childhood. Mom dies of stomach cancer. Father kisses his knuckles and goes, that's your fault. <laughs> and then beat the living shit out of Gorgeous No, by George. all accounts, his dad was just like... His dad was just like a lazy, not no. lazy, but just like an agreeable man. No one is dead of cirrhosis of the liver in their 40s because Papa was like, you're a good boy, George. You're a good boy. Oh, no. He said this wrestling thing will not work out for you. Exactly. And yeah. that was because he was tired and gorgeous George. Like, it's not like he was going down to the MMA gym. Like, how did he develop those muscles? Because he was doing crunches in his room waiting yeah. for his dad to come back from what I assume some sort of leaky roofed bar smelling <laughs> smelling of 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 bourbon and wet dog and then just yelling bellowing from the bottom of the stairs Josh Josh you're going get <laughs> and with each step uh George is in like a, it's one of those mirrors it's like that old mirror so like the bottom of it's faded mm-hmm. with like speckles on it not all of it's reflective and and George the young George Wagner is actually the first person to come up with saying, this is what we fight for in a mirror. Yeah. And then him and his dad would have a bare-knuckle boxing match at the top of the stairs every night of George Wagner's childhood until I assume at a very sad age, like 12, his dad was just like, you're a man now. And just pointed at what his dad thought was a door but turned out to be a wall. (laughs) And George then just went out into society, wandered through muddy fields and rainy vistas until he found a carnival, and it was like, ah, people that remind me of my father, liars who smell like the urinal of a bar. <laughs> well, the, the thing that set George apart, too, was like early on he became one of the dudes who would just straight up double-cross someone. Like He was supposed to be a, a ref for one of the matches, but one of his friends was one of the wrestling one of the dudes he was in the troop with. And uh, he was a referee, 
and he just broke the guy's hand and threw him into the he broke the guy like the guy who was on who was on the troop basically broke his hand threw him into the front row seats and then said uh, you're disqualified because you left the ring and then the whole audience laughed and him and his friend split the money and then he moved towns <laughs> see but that's the thing though here's what you're not appreciating is your idea of like a of me or the audience a 30s like great depression dad is like George, George is just like we're not gonna make we're things aren't gonna get better, no. By you painting houses, people don't have houses anymore, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, just be safe and do this painting company. Whereas his dad just kind of like, I, from his perspective, I think George was like way more on his mom's side of like, because his mom would always pick at his dad and be like, you don't do enough, you don't do enough, you don't do enough. So he was on his mom's side, and be like, yeah, you don't do enough. Whereas to the outside world, like when his wife Betty would meet his dad, was like, "This guy's the sweetest guy in the world," but he just kind of like, he's like, "We're we're eating just raisins for dinner," and his dad's like, "I like raisins." Yeah, <laughs> he Sh- reminds me of myself. <laughs> Shut up and eat half your raisin. <laughs> um, the other thing, to co- just in context, especially the Great Depression in America. So all of the f- it was a massive drought, mm-hmm. and they it was so the entire fucking Midwest, all the farmland mm-hmm. was dust yeah it was overcropped they didn't know about changing up crops and rejuvenating the soil watering techniques they just relied on rain because it was the 1930s yeah so it was a giant dusty bowl a dust bowl the dust bowl so that's not like a it's a dust bowl everyone's out of money people are killing their families um they're singing the blues they're driving in trucks they're trying to get to california yeah where they would eventually of course create wine i was about to call them wine distilleries vineyards no 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 wine distilleries wine distilleries they would make good wine like mad dog 2020 (laughs) and buck fast do what they like to call the impression of george wagner's dad (laughs) i see your point i disagree george wagner it was the victim of childhood abuse which i will continue to bring up in a mocking fashion which is my whim and right as a professional wrestling-based comedy podcast. That's true. You don't have to be right at all. Also, weird thing I came across, Jim Cornette just hates Gorgeous George for some reason. Yep. I, I didn't know the depths of that guy's wrestling nerddom until he was like, well, actually. Well, because his, point, his points are pretty... <laughs> he's more of a Buddy Rogers guy because he's like, Buddy Rogers was more... Oh, of, in the ring, yeah. It was more of a pure wrestler while Gorgeous George was more of a star. And it's like, fuck you, Jim Cornette. I fucking hate it, man. Like, I hate how people just like... Yeah, I mean, because like everyone's getting on entrance. Because Gorgeous George really is the first guy to one thing that he does. He his entrances towards like the heat of his alcoholism would be like twenty minutes long, just because he's like. <laughs> so people would and he'd win the match in a minute, and no one would care because he's like, well, I saw the Gorgeous George thing. He came out for twenty. He walked to the ring over the course of twenty minutes he with a butler. Ri- oh yeah. So let's before we get to all of that, he starts out. He's also wrestling as George Wagner. There's, and he starts out as George Wagner. By he's, the a, way, he's a baby face for a very long time. This is also a big thing about Gorgeous George's career, which is everyone in his life is like, that was my idea and I told him to do it. Yeah. His Particularly wi- his, his first wife. His first wife. According to his first wife, she he didn't know how to wipe his own asshole. She was actually like, <laughs> uh, oh, Gorgeous, actually you use, you know that paper that's in the toilet? It's not for eating. I know that your dad told you that was what was for lunch. Yeah. But you're actually supposed to use that to wipe the various... Uh, shit detritus 
off of your own asshole. I'm like, what? Well, because it all stems like, all right, we're, we're skipping a bunch here, but um, he was f- he was moved full time uh, when he went to Atlanta because um, it was, but it was a big man territory, so he kind of like topped out at middle of the card. Quick thing to also know: um, where did he live in Atlanta when he was uh, wrestling there? Cobb County, Georgia. Bad Street, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Stone Mountain, Georgia. No, those are very far away from Atlanta and actual places as opposed to Bad Street, USA. Bad Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. If you're underage, can you come over to my house? If you've got cocaine, I will pay you soon, I think. But, so, buddy, buddy, (laughs) Jack. No throw, but he still smokes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Terry. Terry Gordy. <laughs> he fucking gorgeous George's corpse, but doesn't remember opium. Now, um, Terry Gordy was just a fat baby with a wig. He was, a fa- he was a fat baby? He was a power guy. No, his torso is. His wrists say, ooh. Terry Gordy supposedly is the only guy in all of the, like, in these territories, you have to fight people in the bar that they were like, oh, that guy was, like, that guy, yeah. that guy went overboard in those fights. <laughs> Well, here's so, so gorgeous George. All right, George. He's uh, in the Great Depression. The thing you have to understand is, think about this, guys. Have you never read or read or watched a documentary about the United States of America? Um, largely based off German immigrants. So it's like, all right, it depends on where you go, but yes, it's a very good point. Beers, pretzels. What are the best things about America? Beers, pretzels, guns. Hot dogs. Lack of Jews. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Gagno. Um, <laughs> so, what's gagno? That means win in French. <laughs> oh, no. French. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> so, he basically, because this is the whole path of his career is he's a baby face because he's German for a lot of his career. That's actually a very good thing, because that's also the... Because they're going into, like... So, he goes cr- to New York. The and Crusher's New York, big gimmick. Yeah. Who is just a... Beer swilling Jojo. Yeah. He's drunk. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the Crusher's gimmick was he's drunk and he takes it. Yeah. He's drunk and he can handle it, not like you. Yeah. How does he work out? He dances with women, and we don't mean dance. <laughs> we mean fuck, leave Hard. it in style. Yeah. He comes pretzels. All right. Gorge George. He's wrestling in a match. And then what happens? <laughs> How does he get the nickname Gorgeous George? No, we're not done. We're not done this weirdly weird oh, slow God, build yet. Oh, you're going for a slow build of the gorgeous yes. George career? Yes. Can we just get to the part where he knows Milton Burrow? I have so many comments. <laughs> it's just a slow build because he's a good guy. Because it's like people didn't really hate Hitler in the United States until 1939. Very people good forget po- that. Uh, no, I mean sorry, into the into the 40s. I would say into the 50s, and even still, <laughs> a lot of the people in charge. No, of they're the having industry, a, yeah, like like Henry Ford photo of hitler and when asked in his office and when asked was like did some questionable things but still very good for business and because it was oh, no when people are like oh political correctness has gone too far it's like no guys you just don't understand how far we've come yeah we're crusting over a hill right now and everyone's angry about it we're just driving the car over the over the good times hill yeah like, good times are ahead for us if we do a couple things and some people just some people still want to make people feel bad. Like you have to like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this podcast. 
Alt right. Here. Alt right. Alt right. Suck my dick. That's okay. You're Never a woman. again. Walt Disney. Yep. Like Walt Disney based his love of Adolf Hitler purely on the fact he was like, say what you want about that man. Doesn't like unions. Everything else is excusable. Who else doesn't like unions? Vince McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> YOLO. Oh. You're subcontractors. Okay, cool. So I can just go work in TNA? No, you can't, Seth Rollins. You fucking cock. Oh. Guess who's the fat guy and guess who does a moonsault on you? Me. You're the fat guy. Beautiful. Thank you. It's a poem I've written called The Ballad of Tyler Black. So The Ballad of Tyler, Tyler Black. Black. What a what a bitch name. No. Uh, all right, because that's what I was going to say was the reason he goes to New York and he's so successful as a babyface, not so successful, but like an upper mid-card babyface yeah. as a German is because... A Dolph Ziggler, if you will. YOLO. I would say... Who, who gives a shit? No, no, say it. Say what you were going to say. I would say more like a Rikishi. <laughs> like, <laughs> remember when Rikishi was just cresting yes. on it? But they Absolutely. were like, oh, the big fat butt thing, we need to change it. Oh, wait, you can't, you can't speak that well on... Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. The Rock's gonna call you a fat titty bitch, and then the, we're gonna throw you into some sawdust. <laughs> the the right before they revealed he was the one driving the car when it was literally just that part in every Monday Night Raw when they would hit the too cool music and Rikishi would come out. And you're like, well, this is this is five minutes I'm gonna be happy about for the rest of my week. <laughs> He's gonna put his butt on someone. Yeah, <laughs> his butt is on someone. So they didn't change that booking style like you talk about how Vince Senior would just okay. Well, we need. Um, Pedro Morales to get these the specific Puerto Ricans in. Yeah, they didn't change like that's well in place when George yeah, Wagner's in New York. Absolutely, because and New York is a light heavyweight. This is crazy how much things really haven't changed. Things kind of change. Like Vince changes everything because it's a light heavyweight territory. Uh, well, there's for some a argument really that, long which is, time. It's a light heavyweight territory. The first big change is Bruno comes in because Bruno was a fucking game changer. Yeah. And by the way, and this is again jumping ahead, how do they pass the torch to Bruno in New York? Uh, he eats the world's biggest sandwich. And then gets in the ring with Gorgeous George. One of the big things is one of last one of his last matches. One of his last matches with yeah. Bruno San Martino. Like that's the thing, and and it was it's wrestling has changed a lot in the some of the presentation, but the very like the the baseline big points, they still do it exactly the same fucking. Oh, way. they always have. Um, it was a yeah, but it was a big man at the top, a lot of little baby faces and heels at the bottom to build towards yeah. a big giant baby face who's against a unstoppable heel. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, because then you specific fans for and specific wrestling. To show, well. by the way, where Vince McMahon gets his controlling nature. This was started, of course. This was originally brought in by his grandfather, but his father did it as well, mm-hmm. which was you schedule. Who's on top? Who's got the belts? Years in advance. You're gonna hold this for two years, and we're gonna take it off of you. Vince is the first one who would he would, and he, people always talk about. It, he would still say this. He said it to Diesel. You're gonna have the belt for three years. Vince is just the only one who was like, "I was wrong. Get the belt off that man." Yeah, exactly. He beat the wheezing boy for the title. Now give it back. Yeah. So. One thing that's alleged, because like everyone with a guy this influential, I think the entire thing about Gorgeous George is alleged. Okay. We know he was a man. We know he wore perfume. Everything else up for debate. It really is because a lot of the things he would talk a lot about Max Bear and how much he liked Max Bear. Because up until this point, um, since there's that big influx of Germany, there, he's he's telling promoters like, "I need to be a heel. I need to make money." His first wife Betty, who like we said, like by all accounts, by the way. 
everyone's saying they came up with stuff. Betty and him did come up with a lot of the gorgeous yeah. George shit, and, gorgeous, and a lot and, of it was stolen as well. He was just Betty's, the first. And by the way, Betty's mom was his first seamstress who was able to make all yes. of those things yes. really quickly. Yeah. Because that was the other thing with Gorgeous George when they do the transition is he's able to pivot very quickly and it's a total complete package. Exactly. Because he's the first... Like, imagine if Papa Shango just had the face paint. That's what every other wrestler was. Yeah. Like, Gorgeous George has... He has the he has the flowers. He's throwing out pins to the audience. He's, like, the perfume. This is uh, also something that... no. And as, by the way, where do they get the name Gorgeous George? Your mom. And she yelled, uh, sub- apocryphally. I can't remember what city this is. There's 85 th- different stories about this. The one I like is a, sup- the, the, this for some reason, because wh- this is clearly a lie. Okay. Is that as he's coming out of the ring as a baby face but still being beaten, a woman yells, but he's still gorgeous. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then his first wife <laughs> alleges that they made eye contact because their first date was... He watching him wrestle, mm. and then he made eye contact, winked at her, and then she turned to her friend and went, "He's gorgeous." Yeah, so we became gorgeous, George. Gorgeous, George. So he, uh, so he takes a lot of stuff from Max Bear because this is around the turning of the tide of people starting to widespread American hatred of Germans. It sounds silly, but this is the James J. Braddock. James J. Braddock is the Cinderella man. He's almost retired from boxing. They give him a title shot because whatever, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Max Bear can beat him up. He ends up winning the title. And Max Bear would come out and he would come out in suits and just say it would land his shit. And the way ma- many people remember Max Bear is like Hitler's boxer. But really, Max Bear was just another boxer in the long line of like, I'm the heavyweight champ. I got I got more money on my cock hole than you got in your goddamn walls, bitch. You know? Well, yeah, it's it's one of those things where as you go and look into these guys, it, you're like, well, Conor McGregor's just a ripoff of... Insert anybody. Yeah. Ale- like, here's what they don't talk about. Alexander the Great cut a fucking wicked promo on many a country. Yeah. Yo, Greece. I'm coming to fuck you. <laughs> so here's some wrestlers that uh, George did take a hint from, particularly one guy who he was like, because George and Betty also were always talking about, like they're always doing these pranks. Like uh, one time he had to wrestle, like one of the early seeds of the gorgeous George thing was she switched his bag out because he, he did some prank on her and then she did a prank, got him back, which was like she she switched his bag out and just like tied a bunch of sequins to his, trunks mm. and in that day he's a baby face and you just wear black trunks and then he tied it up he pulls it out and they were like oh you're gonna wear a woman's clothing oh you gotta suck a dick george that'd be awful yeah bad bad george and then he's like hmm these people hate gee guys so he locks that down also there's a man who i really want to cover where he's like oh maybe i should bring props to the ring because there's a man named whiskers savage oh my god <laughs> So he played a he played a super hillbilly from uh, Kentucky, and he had um, carried a sack over his shoulder, uh, and it was <laughs> full of moonshine jugs and live <laughs> possums. No, <laughs> he just had possums. Man, Peter ruined wrestling. Man, wrestling. Dean like- Ambrose is throwing possums at him. Yeah. Kane's fucking a dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a display of dominance, King. Yeah. If Kane fucks Braun Strowman's dog, <laughs> where won't he stop? Yeah. By the way, we're going to take a break in a second. If Kane fucked a dog, still think he could be a mayor. Are you serious? Yeah, definitely. 
I want to see a platform of Kid Rock, and then his cabinet is Rhino and Kane. And then the party's officially called WrestleMania 2000. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you understand how I would never stop voting for that party? What, the libertarian racists? Uh, we don't believe in any laws, except for separate water fountains again. Get them back yeah, inside. I, I think also you have to include vehement sexists and also so discriminatory against vegans and vegetarians. Kid Rock, when dating vocal spokesperson for PETA, Pamela Anderson, in many print interviews would be like, what's it like dating a vegetarian? She's not. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy like. Yeah. It's just, oh, actually, I'm going to have some soy. No. <laughs> My cum goes where the chicken goes. <laughs> so he marries Betty. My cum bounces off vegetables. <laughs> you got to have a beef base in your tum-tum. So he marries Betty. He goes to Oregon where he finally becomes a heel because basically she just puts all the cards on the table and it's like, we need money. We need money for this family. And it's all stemming out of a dinner uh, they have with a wrestler who's like always at the top of the card but always losing. Mm. And it's kind of like, the super big money is, is a big baby face. Like, that's the super big money, but like, right underneath it is, as right underneath it is a heel. And everyone thinks you're doing better because if you play that character where you're always dapper even if you have as much money as the dude who's just people assume that yeah. you have so much more cash well and then of course are we gonna take a break yeah okay we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna break down every aspect of what this fucking guy did just to put this fucking character over so enjoy us fucking shilling for money and then we'll be back to talk right after this. this one will be even shorter. Patreon.com backslash rest of review. You know why to go there, and if you don't, suck it. There's shit on my ass. Gorgeous George has just begun being Gorgeous George. He has just begun. Here's all right, so here's some of the stuff he stole from really quickly okay, before go we start. The this. And then we'll break down everything that he did because it's so fucking weird. It's like he's the Shinsuke Nakamura of the fucking What? In that there's nothing that compares to him. It, but so entrance heavy. Yes, that's what I mean. Like Shinsuke Nakamura is a like a very interesting wrestler to watch, but not anymore. Like they, he can't do that style. Well. No, but at the point now, it's literally it's just an people, entrance. People yeah. are like that man with the violin. Cool. Yeah. It's also, by the way, how crazy has wrestling not changed at all? Yeah. Where it's so, it's still like. I like that Bobby Roode. What I really mean is I like the beginning of his theme music. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I like Elton John. How much better are theme songs still, though? Uh, so here's what he takes. Jim Cornette has a interview online about this. Very short, but he took a lot from Lord Patrick Lansdowne, which Let is- Let me fucking stuff. tell you what. Maybe you haven't fucking yeah. heard of that fucking cut. Lord Patrick fucking Lansdowne. He died fucking making sausages in Louisville fucking Kentucky. You <laughs> fucking cut. He had a fucking liver disorder. You can see his fucking tumors out of his fucking throat. And George Wagner's buried in a fucking gold casket that sometimes has shit on him. Vince Russo, you fucking know what you fucking did to Lord <laughs> Patrick. How great is it that he just showed his dick at that Bruce Pritchard thing? Yeah, what? Like, what the fuck? What do I you, don't know. Like, I here's my dick. What? Oh, do you, what do you weird. Mean? I have I haven't been listening to wrestling podcasts because I was going a little too deep down the rabbit hole. Okay, what are you talking about? He just had a live show, the Bruce Pritchard podcast, and he showed his dick for some reason. I can't imagine it's that good a dick. It's either 
He looks like a guy wearing a fat suit. I'm going to say this. It's either like a really weird dick mm-hmm. or it's spectacular. Yeah, one of those guys who's just like, oh, man, you're a pile of mud with one piece of gold. Like, that's it. the thing is a guy like that is showing his dick for actually, no, it's 99% but like where you're just like good. That I'm going to say, no, Jim Cornette has a massive dick. That, a man with those looks and that confidence. Woo. <laughs> Oh, here's all right. So before he he turns heel and he doesn't immediately become Gorgeous George. His first nickname was Desperate George Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> so he stole your gimmick from high school when what you were you desperate, have, uh, Dylan God. What do you have to say to your opponent? Why did you leave me, Cheryl? <laughs> Cheryl, you bitch! You fucking you fucking bitch! Um, How you turned off the refrigerator and spoiled <laughs> all my milk? That's not a good thing to do, Cheryl. So that's just him being okay, a general heel. That's him being but like I, what I like the blacktop bully. I like that he's like, he's from Hollywood, and he's desperate because a man who doesn't lift things for a job isn't a man. <laughs> <laughs> so Lord Lansdowne, he took the theme song of the walk. Lord Lansdowne is, yeah, wrestling hasn't changed. Imagine William Regal from 1991. That's Lord Lansdowne. He takes uh, Dizzy Davis, his good friend, who used to play like a gay character who actually was gay and worked in Mexico, and he would throw flowers in the audience, and George was like, hey, I'm going to steal that, and this dude apparently said, that'll never work in America. What a fucking loser. This fucking Conrad Jewish fucking Wagner, I'll fucking show you my dick. Dizzy Davis, he one time gave me a milkshake in Louisiana in 1989, and he was covered in flowers, and he, he could barely afford it. He owned a flower shop. He should have owned a fucking, a fucking, a fucking house in Vince Russo. You know what? I'm going to do to you what George Wagner did to Dizzy Davis, and I'm going to give you chlamydia and syphilis. <laughs> Gorgeous George wasn't even that good anyway. What a fucking hipster Jim Cornette is. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the major thing what he notices, that George notices when he's doing this character is, so like you said, Betty's mom and Betty, his first wife, are making all his robes. He has a different Betty's robe every night. He realizes that's a really important thing. And the thing is, he notices that like sl- slowly folding the robe would make people so angry. And then one guy apparently at one point yells, Just fucking fold it already! <laughs> During the match. And he gets people gets people very, very mad. I it's it, What's so crazy is that... Because the WWE right now is in a pr- situation where they're having trouble making heels, and it's like, yeah. just to do what this... Like, literally just have Bobby Roode do all of this, and it would be great. Like, if you... Bobby Roode's entrance was glorious, whatever, everyone loves the song, yeah. and then he walks to the ring so slowly, and then commercial break, he's still ha- only halfway to the ring. Yeah, he stops every time they stop singing. Excuse me, you have to continue singing while I'm walking to the like. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing he would do is just like, so he comes in and uh, he doesn't add Chanel number ten for a while, but it's also Chanel like number ten is obviously. What's he said? Chanel number five. So I got one twice as good. And yeah. he Has his butler, who's another wrestler, who just quit being a wrestler for the greatest, the gimmick greatest in the world. job in the entire world. Yeah. Do you want to be hit by a sweaty alcoholic or do you want to touch something sweet smelling? <laughs> well. I am a Christian, so I don't know where that joke was going. Um, Mega bomb. Both. Nice. So, yeah, sprays the whole ring with Chanel number 10, and then if he, he was like, the ring doesn't smell good enough, and they would just spray it again for another, like, five whole minutes. And also if the referee touched him without having Chanel sprayed on his hands. Yeah. 
uh, if the the like the music wasn't loud enough, if the light didn't change because he was supposed to have a purple spotlight, yeah, like all of this stuff where it was like they would delay, 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 which I gotta be honest, even listening to this now is like that is so fucking annoying, but it works so well with what this character was. And then you have the commentator being like. Ah, the human orchid. Here he comes. I'm okay. Yeah, he's. I'm Gordon Soli. This is the first time <laughs> I've debuted, and already I sound like I'm 47. Wrestling years old. is a real thing, and everyone's just watching this probable game and yeah, <laughs> undo his bets. As we're all aware here, uh, gorgeous George has made some choices about his social life that neither you or I would ever agree with. But you know what? He's a fine fighter, and I'm all right with that. Now, as you can see, it's been 45 minutes since we've played Pomp and Circumstance. The record player is broken, and <laughs> George is only now stepped through the curtain, smelling what I would describe as a bukkake of vodka. I learned, <laughs> I learned the term bukkake during my time in the WW2. I was fighting off what many of you colloquially refer to as the Japanese. I have another word <laughs> for them, but I'm not going to say it right now because, of course, my wife is listening and she doesn't like the harpeed sound uh, coming through the radio. Now, George, it's been an hour and a half into his ring entrance and he's currently having a nap in the middle of the entranceway. <laughs> his opponent has left the ring area and is peeing into a cup. All right. Now, George has been woken up by his butler using a feather boa and various photos of pinup girls I am, of course, someone who worships God and don't go for uh, pictures of women in any way because I want their souls to be... Oh, George has made it <laughs> to the ring steps. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking with us through that 11-hour entrance of Gorgeous George. His opponent has actually died in the <laughs> ring due to exposure. His, his opponent, of course, is fan favorite, Jew Man. <laughs> Jew Man, he's... Uh, He's, he does no entrance because he's cheap. Yeah. Uh, Which he, is good. It's good. Uh, so, it gets famous, obviously, because of TV. Would you believe this, John? Second. There were a lot of people that thought TV wasn't going to work out. It's the bad. Well, Milton Burrow, it, there's some, I think it's variety, but when Milton Burrow signed on to be like, essentially, the, like, the only actual man on yeah. television. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone was like, well, this fucking idiot's career is yeah. over, isn't it? Because there was no... Well, what are you going to do? Dress in a dress, Milton. Yeah. What are you going to do? Steal everyone's jokes because you're on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like vaudeville, but people know. Are you going to see the hate in my eyes now. Are you? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> no, not uh, not not my water. I'm Milton Burrow, and for some reason, everyone knows I have a fat cock. Ooh. Here's the thing with Milton Burrow's dick. It can't be as big as everyone claims it to be. Oh, who cares? I do. I want to see it. <laughs> well, he's dead now. Imagine if his part of his dick was still there. In the SNL book, apparently, um, Alan's Y. Bell was just sat there with Milton Burrow, and he's like, so you want to see it? And he was like, I guess so. <laughs> and he took it out soft, just like open yeah, yeah. door. And he was like, he didn't get it all out. And it looked like a salami. Any of you at home, you can Google the comedian Brian O'Gorman. He looks like a skeleton. He looks like Skeletor had an emo rock son. His penis is 
very undisturbingly bad. And I don't know if it's... Undisturbingly that, bad or disturbingly big? Big means bad. Oh. You I have a, a bad dick, too. You have, <laughs> you have so, a joke about it. Where yeah. You literally described it as... Everyone tried to pee out a window. <laughs> yeah. Everyone tried to pee out a window, and everyone else's penises kind of sounded like small flags, and Brian's was literally hitting the window so hard that some of us were like, can you stop that? We're going to break the window on this rental. <laughs> It just caught a gust in his fat cock. That road trip that you went on, by the way, is the most mental... That, that all of that happened just because you guys lied to a man named Beef in London, Ontario. <laughs> we did not lie. We differently told him the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, all right, we'll get back on uh, track with uh, Gojo Jojo. He has kids at this time. Why do I mention that, John? Was he a bad dad? Not by pro wrestler standards, but he did. He was completely honest with his kids. Here's a great quote. I'm not going to tell you there's Santa Claus, because there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> How do you be happy as a kid when your dad, when your dad just like, um, also pro wrestling is real. This is the best. A flying headlock is a move you can use in a yeah. fight, but Santa Claus isn't. <laughs> like, just let yeah. him believe in Santa. <laughs> I don't have a last name. There is no Tooth Fairy. <laughs> See those presents? I pay for that shit. Yeah. Not some fat fucking cunt. Yeah. Hey! Hey, I'll Gary. see you in a month. Hey, Gary. <laughs> hey, Gary. Your mom sucks my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom sucks my dick. His I'll son, see you in a month. His son's name was Gary, by the way. He wasn't just yelling that. I'll like, see you in a month when I'm ready to fight again, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> this is how I was raised, Gary, and I'm totally fine. <laughs> no blinking. No fucking. Oh, I'm one. Dig a hole. Get drunk in it. That's your childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What so, are you what are you doing drinking milk? I'm not raising a woman. So I don't know if we talk Also, about by the way, still a very good parent in pro wrestling standards, and I adjust that for the modern day. Like still a great parent. Oh, he genuinely loved his kids. Yeah, which cannot be said for a lot of wrestlers. But the thing is, it's like anything, like he got so successful. Jerry the King Lawler in his book basically says, I had one son named Brian and another one as well. <laughs> and another one didn't want to do the thing I like, so Fuck Goodbye. him. Yeah. I had a heart attack on television and he never called. Yeah. Because he doesn't have my phone number. My choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blocked caller again. Uh, so, yeah, he wasn't. But then, obviously, like anything, like TV happens. Um, wrestling's on six six times a week on the Dumont Network. Because, like, there's certain networks that have money. Dumont Network doesn't have it. I don't know if we talked about this in this episode, but wrestling's always been, like, a really good... Yeah, wrestling and stand-up comedy are basically like, we're launching a new medium, and yeah. we need content that costs nothing. Yeah, exactly, because rent the thing. Like, it's a live performance anyway, so the company... The crowd's going to come and pay for your production yeah, costs. Exactly. Crowd pay for your production costs. And you give them $100, they get a free commercial for their fucking shit. And uh, <clears throat> this made Gorgeous George, who's already in L.A., like it made LA the biggest, like not even the biggest territory, but it's like it makes him a huge star because he's on fucking TV six and nights he, a week. And, and he, by four the channels. way, was it was Milton Berle was the f- biggest TV star. Gorgeous George was the second biggest TV yeah. star. As hard as that is to imagine, like he leads wrestling into a golden age that's like not like the first golden age was the fifties, then the eighties, and then you get in the late nineties. And he is directly responsible for that fifties golden age. Yeah, he is the reason they had that. He is. He is the Montreal screw job of the 1950s. He is pro wrestling, though, because it's like anyone watching it 
who's into wrestling would hate him because they follow storylines and they're having a gay old time, right? But what's also fascinating is he he is wrestling, but he's drawing in people not for nothing to do with his wrestling. Well, that's what I mean. It's yeah. like here's why he's wrestling is because if you're into wrestling. People are hating him, having a great time doing it. If you're not in wrestling, he's super funny. Yeah. Like, that was the thing people didn't really get about. Like, Hulk Hogan was for kids, and if you were into wrestling, you already were into wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin oddly had a lot of the Gorgeous George appeal, where it's like people who didn't like wrestling would watch it because he's fun to watch. And The Rock is the same thing. He's just a separately... The thing he's doing is fun as an entertaining. Yeah, I know that sounds very obvious, and it's, and it's part of the problem of right now. Which yeah, they don't let people just be yeah fucking fun. Like Roman, as much as Roman Reigns sucks, and everyone thinks he sucks on the mic, we don't really know if he does because he's not allowed to like have fun and do shit. Yeah, they don't let him chat. Go have a chat, Roman, or just go like like Austin would just come out there and threaten people, and everyone's like, yeah, that's funny. Stone Cold Steve Austin used to do just beat people segment. up for nobody. For nothing. There's a segment where he sings the fucking Gilligan's Island song. That's so right. People say what? Yeah, it's perfect. The beer bat, like again, everyone's like, "Oh, wrestling is so slow and watered down now, and they don't have a focus." And it's like they have not had a focus since WCW shut. Yeah, it's just that Vince McMahon. We now have the internet, so everyone can be like, and another thing. Yeah. And the other thing, important thing about Gorgeous George is dudes hate him, but women really liked him because they loved because uh, they thought he was being too hard on him. Ever all the guys were being too, mind you, they were because they were throwing lit cigarettes at the man and, and when you trying sweaty, to stab him. But like when you get sweaty, it sticks to you. Yeah, so they're just burning his fucking skin. Yeah, and trying to stab him. There's tape. There's tape of like nothing. There's tape of people just punching him in the face as, as he's, he's trying, trying to, to walk out in a robe after having a three minute match with, I assume, an angry man. Because also he really divided the wrestling world in terms of the wrestlers and the promoters. Yeah, the promoters loved him because he made money. All the wrestlers were like, and I hope you're all sitting down. That wrestlers didn't like the most popular wrestler who was doing something slightly different. I hope you're all. Yeah. Prepared for that shocking piece of information that a man in wool t- uh, tights who was like, who literally took his kids by a creek and said, if I see you crying, I kill your mom. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like, uh, why is that man wearing something that has a flower on it and he's not dead? <laughs> yeah. he's be- And he's playing a super camp character. There's, there's recorded... Like recorded, should say. There's a bunch of editorials being like, "This guy's just a sissy. He's a he's a he's queer, sissy. queer, queer." They would shout. Well, because there was a lawsuit started because he was uh, against the moral, against the moral, uh, the moral majority, moral code. No, it was like it was against moral. I can look up the exact quote, but it was basically there's a lawsuit launched being like, "This guy's promoting being gay and that being fine. That has to be off television. He's the worst." Like, that's how fucked up everything was. One of his good friends was Bob Hope. I don't think anyone's... Like, honestly, it's like Gorgeous George and then The Rock. Yeah, he's a tr- he was a transcendent star. And it was also one of those things where you look at his look where it's also like, of that time, he also... He looks like he, a wrestler. It's the same way of like... Muhammad Ali looks like a boxer. If you picture in your head, what does a boxer look like? It's like that. He has that image. You could say that of Gorgeous George, where it's this big bombastic look. You can identify him. Something was also pointed out in a Jim Cornette shoot interview that I think is so brilliant is one of the reasons why you'd have ble- a guy bleaching their hair. Yeah, is you could see that from around the ring. Oh yeah. Also, 
This is the time before color television. Yeah, he looks he different looks than different the other than guy. everyone else. Are you playing footsies with me? Mm. He's also the one of the things where it's like you have to be rich to do some of the things he's doing because he's obviously he's going around town in character. He has uh, his main valet. Like I said, uh, that guy was around for eight years, and then he had to switch uh, because the guy's wife just was like, no, this guy's drinking himself to death, and you're not yeah. doing that, too. Why do you come back smelling like um, a peach schnapps and a baby's diaper? <laughs> but it all really turns because he his first wife leaves him, and... That's when the alcoholism really goes up a notch. Like keep he's already mind, a fat piece keep, of shit. Keep in mind, this is yeah. It goes up a notch, pre nineteen sixties up yeah. a notch. Like this is not. This is like, you know, your one friend who you're like, what happened to that guy? Oh, he died at a quarry. The way that guy drank that night is the way gorgeous Dr- George drank every morning. Yeah, just nonstop. The orange juice and coffee is not for me. Because it doesn't have booze and it makes me feel. <laughs> there was a there's an accounting of a match where it's like he's no showing a lot of bookings just because he's so hammered, and there's an accounting of a match where uh, I forget who the opponent was, but the guy's finisher is an airplane spin, and then the guy just pushed George over and pinned him because he didn't want him to go through an airplane spin because he knew he would just start vomiting everywhere. That's fantastic. Now it's also one of those things where he he does have things like he has a restaurant also. He has a lot of trappings of fame where he tries to invest his money. So he has the gorgeous George restaurant bar and grill. Yeah, he has the turkey farm. The greatest divorce settlement in the history of mankind. Do you know what his wife gets? No. When they divorce? Just the turkey farm. <laughs> but she's still alive and probably is making gobble, gobble, gobble lots of money right now. No. she's the. Tur- she had to become a waitress again, like, immediately. Because... Because the turkey farm didn't sell fucking shit. I fucking love that he had a turkey. He took the side business. This is something that's not talked about. It's like you divorce an athlete and you just get the car wash. I was about to bring that up. I divorced LeBron James. What'd you get? His record label. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah, I I owe Method Man $20,000 because he kicked me. (laughs) Here's the weird thing about... But I do miss it. It really has gone out of fashion since about the mid-90s. The car wash is a very big thing. Car wash. Yeah, car wash. Or property. But time was when, like, fucking, like, how do you know someone's a celebrity in your town? He's got some sort of weird version of a farm. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Cash, emu farm. Yeah. George Jones just bought a lot of ducks. The, by the way, best celebrity meltdown ever. George Jones. Country stars in the 70s, because it's like, I'm a Christian man, but I do cocaine for Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I do cocaine, I just do it alone, like Jesus wanted. I do it alone, and then I talk like a duck for most of my performances from the years 1975 to 19, I'm not a pussy, I don't give up. (laughs) Uh, Gorgeous George starts casting a very sad shadow, because listen, when you're, and let me quote Dylan Gott's comedy act, when you're getting fucked up, 1952 fucked up. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's not like there's re like I don't eh, he's getting he's an alcoholic before there's alcoholics anonymous. Yeah, cuz that's what his wife says she wouldn't have divorced him because he she was like we didn't have things like she was like we didn't have things like AA so I just hoped he would stop. <laughs> yeah. I was like oh yeah, I can see why you divorced him. You're like could you do this just 10 beers a day, George? Nope. Oh, he's on to his puke talking. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, 
He's he doesn't know he's so drunk he doesn't know when he's puking and when he's talking. <laughs> You're not puking right now, George. What would you like, sir? <laughs> Here's your cheeseburger. So he makes an enemy what of this. What a terrible restaurateur is a man who's so drunk he doesn't know when he's puking and know when he's talking. Cause so he makes an enemy of this like one promoter who owed a bunch of his buddies money from back in the day, uh, Jack Perfer. And he's the guy who comes up with what you were talking about earlier. Let's just have another gorgeous George. And then he ends up like, and it gets so big, like these other gorgeous Georges, there's so many of them around. It's also not like how, by the way, television would be of a quality that people would know. Yeah, exactly. So he wrestles some of the gorgeous Georges. And in one case, he's like, I'm going to Australia tomorrow and you're working this territory still. So he actually loses to... The what other like, gorgeous George. Yeah. By the way, if you don't think this hasn't been done recently, think about what Goldberg's look was and understand that yeah, that's Ryback and no, but it was WCW. This was point out. This is brilliant that they've like Kevin Smith. Kevin Sullivan's never admitted. Kevin Smith. Like, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Kevin. You know Kevin Goldberg Smith wrote Jersey Girl. No, no. Kevin Who's Smith next, wrote Ben Affleck. He wrote Jersey Girls for Goldberg. Are you serious? Yeah, Goldberg was unavailable. It was going to be Ben. Affleck. <laughs> Nope. And um and Goldberg and they were in a homosexual relationship, but yeah. Goldberg actually couldn't really cope, so we went back to his regular life working. Goldberg, you're next. That's my Ben Affleck. It's really good. Goldberg, oh, let I'm me lying, suck your dick. Homophobic. Don't go for that. What? Um, no, that's Kevin Sullivan all but it. admitted, and he would never admit this because he'd get sued so fast. Is that like, oh, how did I come up with Bill Goldberg's look? Well. You know how people be like, oh, you got to start watching wrestling again? There's this guy, he's in black trunks and he's bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got that too. <laughs> but they all, like, yeah. Yeah, and that's, who said that though? Kevin Sullivan, the booker for WCW, was basically like, my idea. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, and so it's, again, it's an example of that. Of the, They're like, well, what are they looking for? Oh, he's a blonde guy who's in a robe. Dye your hair. Go buy a robe. Yeah. So, and the only real, it's funny though, because they have all these different gorgeous Georges, right? And the guy that really he's threatened by the most is Buddy Rogers because Buddy Rogers is also extremely good at wrestling. And also, Buddy Rogers is also in the other big media market. Yeah. The WWE. He's in New York. WWW. So he's also on television. He's also a known property and is a different look than him, all that sort of stuff. Also, all the wrestlers really respect Buddy Rogers because he's an actual good wrestler. And doesn't take 45 minutes to get to the ring and probably only drinks one bottle of wild turkey. <laughs> yeah, doesn't. And you're right. And it's it's an, it's a build on the act too, right? Like he's an actual wrestler. He comes off a, 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 like more as a threat than Gorgeous George because when Gorgeous George goes to New York, this is before TV for him really takes off, um, he... They charging like se- like a regular ticket for wrestling was a dollar, and they were charging seven fifty for the tickets, and they sold four thousand tickets, and everyone fucking hated it, and like everyone hated it. They sold four thousand of sixteen thousand tickets. They were expecting to sell twelve. Jesus. And then he he comes back to L.A. and has a great showing and whatever. But that very much is like they see what Gorgeous George does. They're like, okay, we need a Gorgeous George because this guy's a huge character. But a we can't afford it. B, this guy doesn't have the goods for New York specifically. Let's get let's let's make our own yeah, essentially, well, and they get Buddy Rogers, who won in that really hard fought tournament in Rio de Janeiro to become the champion of uh, of the world. 
YOLO. Uh, for those you don't know, that's how Buddy Rogers became the first WWF champion is he went to a tournament in Rio de Janeiro yeah. and won it. Yeah. He won it against the Gracies from the UFC. Yeah. He won it against gra- uh, the grandmother of all the Gracies, Sonia Gracie. He, uh, I mean, I know. I do like it. I don't know what that accent was. That we're kind of fucking up the time frame here because we're bouncing because the Buddy Rogers thing happens before his wife leaves him. But now we get into the great part of a man's career where... He's drinking too much because his, for, his wife left him. He'll never forget her. He marries a woman who looks exactly like his wife. Yeah. Do you want to know what their first uh, encounter was like? I would love to. Story time with Dylan God. It's about wrestling. Here's what he did. Don't he, let your kids <laughs> listen. Go ahead. He was like, hey, I need some new robes. And he got her back to his hotel room. And then he locked the door, pressured her for sex. She broke out. And got to the elevator, and he said, "Don't you run away from me! I'm gorgeous, George." And then they got married somehow. There's wow. she doesn't account for how that happened. Wow! So, oh, are so you, he did. What are, you, are you trying to say Harvey Weinstein's favorite wrestler was Gorgeous George? Rub it out into potted plant. Are you Gorgeous George? I Harvey will. Weinstein. I will never. It's a horrifying visual. It is one of the most fucking awful things ever. And here's the thing, which is like. If Harvey Weinstein is convicted and he goes to jail... He has to be convicted. I want to see the walk down the row of prisoners where all of them are just being like, Potty plant, boy! Potty plant! <laughs> he's the most... Pre- yeah, I don't know. Obviously, it's a bit ago now, but he's the most predatory person in Hollywood history. After Dylan and that's God, insane. He's Yeah, he's an absolute piece of shit. That to Dylan doesn't go after women. He just goes after success. <laughs> George... In his first marriage, would hide his infidelities because it feels like he respected his first wife a lot more. That's a horrible thing to say, but like he feels like he respected his wife because he would literally call his wife, his new wife, who was also his valet. He would cheat on her while they were on the road together. What a piece of shit! Or if he couldn't, like sometimes you go to Australia and he couldn't, and he would say, "Hey, call her up and say, hey, honey, this might be my favorite thing.'" Uh, hey, honey, I dumped my ashes. That's how he said. It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, those of you who could see Dylan yeah, like that joke so much, he literally knocked on a drawer. It's not a joke. It's it's gorgeous, George. Hey, honey, I dumped my ashes. My God, <laughs> and then he would just go, "Don't tell me that," and hang up. That's a good woman. She just because he would always be like, "I cheated on you," and she'd be like, "Stop telling me yeah, this, please." Like. I have to love you. <laughs> George. Terrifying. George. Your soul she was his Your soul is Luthez and I'm I don't know. I can't remember <laughs> Luthez's famous opponent. He there's just so many fucking crazy things because it's like this is he's lost control of it. But it's because it, it's also, by the way, he's one of the first mega celebrities. Yeah. And he essentially invents the second, like the that that horrible down the tubes chapter that a lot of mega celebrities go through, where it's like he's got everything. He's got a pool the shape of his face, and now he's draining the water out of it and using it for where he shits. <laughs> <laughs> my one of my favorites was well, this was second wife when she's his valet because they go through this weird period where first he has a male, he has a butler, um, which plays more into the gay thing, and then he gets a a female valet, and he 
refuses and he tells her like be stoic we have no sexual relationship as far as this goes i'm yeah. very much sexually ambiguous but he loses a hair versus career match to whipper billy watson in toronto and then he has a return match uh where it's his where it's his valet's hair sherry and he doesn't tell her she's like oh we'll get out of this somehow right and he's like yeah, yeah yeah he just doesn't tell her and they literally two referees pin her down and shave her head and by the way this is not a they're t- like okay we, we gave her a brush cut and then she immediately went back to the she immediately goes back to the back and goes you're getting me a fucking wig of human hair right now <laughs> and she just sat in the back until they got her wig of human Jesus hair Jesus fucking Christ. i love carnies oh and this How, is, I, by the way by the way can i just i canceled out? plans two weeks in advance and my wife yelled at me yesterday what were the plans we're just supposed to go on dinner date. And I was like, oh, I got a show. And she's like, we always make plans and you always cancel. I'm like, but this is money for the family. He didn't tell his second wife that he was going to shave her head in the middle. And she was like, I'll roll with these punches. By the way, he probably, as they were walking to the ring, he was like, drop my ashes over there. Drop my ashes over there. By the way, there's something. <laughs> drop else. my ashes. Drop my ashes. I fucked that girl. And you owe her money. It's a bar tab. And she's a prostitute. Yeah. I didn't know they had bartender prostitutes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna shave your head. They don't have scissors. What they got is these big old shears. They They'll aim for your neck because the guy's got a lazy eye. <laughs> Hopefully, it hits your hairs or your skull. Either way, no hair. <laughs> Either way, I'm still fucking other people. Now, the thing to also remember is I'm red- and drinking in the morning and shaving your pussy. Yeah. It was a mistake. I tried to kill someone. Sherry, it's me, George. I found a new way of sleeping. It's called just drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Sit and drink with your eyes closed. It counts as sleeping. Yeah. Hey, Sherry, what have I said about eating food? Um, <laughs> I fuck skeletons. <laughs> Get down to 90. That's what Betty was. Uh, the other thing to remember is the referees at this time that pinned this small woman are were just the referees in wrestling at this time were just wrestlers the people didn't know. Yeah. They're just like they're monstrous men. Yeah, they're huge. They're monstrous men who also are they do an amazing thing where the referees pin to cover some action so they can like I don't know. It's a very interesting thing to watch some of these matches of just how fucking it was literally just like, what's fake about this besides one of them is eventually going to let the other one pin him? I mean, jumping off the ropes on a drop kick, but I mean, like, for like how wrestling is now, it's really hard to watch these matches just because it's like, it's fake, but they're making it look so real. And Gorgeous George really was the first one to really go just jump into that like WWF 80s style and I can see like I mean we mentioned the man too much on an episode about one of the most uh, influential wrestlers of all time but I can really see why Jim Cornette hated him because he really jump started that in a big way like after the war and every all the big wrestlers come back which is another thing that really benefited Gorgeous George is that he was fighting during he was too old for World War 2 no he said he had claustrophobia is that what he did? I assumed yeah. he was too old. He just I, got off. He, they were like, they just kept on trying to draft him. And he kept on having weird excuses. Here's, by the way, like, and this isn't like, like now you can avoid the draft and everyone's like, that's fine. This is World War II where it's like, what do you. Well, that's another thing why he's a big heel is because it's well known. He's like, he's in the prime of his life and he does not. Why aren't you at war? Yeah, I'm here. 
Because he's like, oh, I'm just, so he was like a draft dodger too. He was a German draft dodger, and his gimmick ended up becoming like he. he wait a he's minute. everything people hated. So his gimmick was a German he, draft dodging gay, gay guy. Yeah, like that's the top three things people hated in 1940s. And here's the crazy thing: if they had known what his personal life was, the society of the 1940s, he would have been as big, just based on the like, what's that? You didn't ask your wife's permission before you cut her hair. Give that man the presidency. <laughs> he tried to run for president. He tried to run for president. He legally changed his name to Gorgeous George. One of his kids tried to call him dad. He was like, don't call me that. Call me Gorgeous. And then apparently his wife just immediately started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Which wife? First. Call me Gorgeous. That's that's By something way, you say to you, someone before you kill if them. If you, you know that their My marriage was so tumultuous. Slit, throat, that, open up, pest dispenser. Is that Betty's literally, I'm sure when he died, Betty whispered into the casket, Probably no. She's still. She's very much a part of it. Like it's. She accepted his Hall of Fame um, induction in two thousand and two. Was it two thousand two? Two thousand twelve. Two thousand ten. I'm a fucking idiot. Big miss. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, she accepted that at ninety three. At ninety seven. She was ninety fucking seven. And she's like, yeah. One of the interviews she does for the book I read, and she's like, I'm ninety three, and I drove here. Fuck you. That that's 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 I'll mean venom. You. How about that? Huh? Also, Sherry Dupree's family has to be like, well, we know who he loved more. Yeah, man. He made her like she looked exactly like his first wife. It's so crazy that there was a time where it was the like The man died of heartbreak, not alcoholism. No, he died of alcoholism. Man died of heartbreak. No, it was no, he had cirrhosis of the liver. It was literally alcoholism. From heartbreak. No. From heartbreak. What's your favorite thing about Gorgeous George? The entrance. It's the greatest thing. It's the entrance. He's literally, he is the biggest pioneer in wrestling to the point that Michael Hay, he's the biggest thing Michael Hayes claims from his legacy, he stole from Gorgeous George. Yeah. Michael Hayes is like, I'm the first person that walked to the ring with rock music. And everyone's like, You mean entrance? Yeah, you mean yeah. an entrance? You fucking idiot. And he's like, Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing about him is like some people were doing one thing, he did all of them. And it's also one of those things where there's still a lot that could be learned and stolen from him to make a particular character that is in modern wrestling. And what what art form could that be said about that? One of the great pioneers, you could still take things from him and incorporate and it would be totally relevant to the current product today. Porno. Porno podcasting whoa Wrestling. we're one of the pioneers yeah the shadow knows by the way uh the next episode we're just gonna play an episode of the radio show the shadow from the 1940s <laughs> yeah he, gold bonds <laughs> we got it i mean one of the best things i guess you could say is the people he inspired uh because we gotta shoehorn this bullshit in there don't we because this is all anyone talks about is he inspired muhammad ali because Muhammad Ali went to a wrestling oh, show. Oh, and by the way, if you want to talk about the amount of different people who are like, I'm the, let me tell you who introduced them. Or let me tell you who, like, yeah, it, this is what it was. Muhammad Ali had a television. He was already a boxer and was like, I'm going to do what that guy does. The only difference is I'm actually going to punch a fucker in the face. Yeah. He basically was like, I saw, he said he saw all the people in the arena hating that guy. And he's like, I could get people to hate me. I'm black. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> 
This is great. This is a coup for me. Um, James Brown. James Brown. I wanted to ask you about this. Stole the... the, uh, I can't do it anymore. Cape. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. The cape was from Gorgeous George. Bob Dylan. Big one. Because he was like... And this is insane. This is how crazy Bob Dylan is. I don't know any of this, by the way. I want to hear all of these. This is amazing. Bob Dylan's insane because he's just like some middle class kid playing folk gigs at fucking like whatever and then he really doesn't talk about how he just lied about where he was from in his background for like 10 years that's what he did that's but that's what he stole from gorgeous george he was like oh this guy's just this guy's not this so he that's where he got the idea of just being yeah, like, he was just like i'm just gonna lie and then he did yeah. then he moved to new york and just was like yeah i grew up on a railroad tracks yeah, 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 yeah. I got no he's a fucking middle class jewish kid yeah where it's like, and then they, when they finally like find the people who went to high school, they're like, Bobby Zimmerman? No, not true. Nah, I'm Bob Dylan. Because that's what he said. He wanted to be a poet like Bob, like Dylan Thomas, so he just took the name Dylan. I can't remember who, his last name. who said this, but if someone was talking about it, like, it was on a podcast or an interview, and they're like, oh, you met Bob Dylan yesterday? He's like, yeah, it's not that exciting. you never seen a Jewish guy smoking before? <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, that's what he, so he took like, oh, shit, I could just have a gimmick, which is insane for like, the whole Dylan goes electric thing was so huge, and like, oh, now he's not authentic. He's like, he was never authentic. He's he never real. He's a pro. He's Elias Sampson. He was the drifter. Yeah, like Bob Dylan is the drifter, and uh, guys, and then John the, Waters obviously. I was gonna say John Waters and Liberace. I loved like John Liberace. Waters. They had actually had a huge rivalry because Liberace, vice versa, just kept on. No, but like they kept just going back and forth of saying what they was stole. Yeah. yeah, and um. Also, fun fact, Gorgeous George is the one who gave Liberace AIDS. Mm. Interesting. He gave it to him in a silver spoon. <laughs> um, I, uh, did you see, there's a bunch of John Waters sort of interviews where he talks about Gorgeous George, but the biggest thing, and it's a very interesting moment, and you can see it, is John Waters talking about, like, it was the first time someone looked, like, flamboyant and colorful and was getting... Like a negative, like he was talking about the reaction, and it was a very interesting sort of moment. You're like, oh, that actually is a very formative idea of that type of villain, and it being the first time it yeah. was really used in sports, and how it's now transcended, where that is sort of an archetype of a villain in every type of sport, whether it be Alex Rodriguez, Conor McGregor. I can't think of There wasn't one in hockey. Hockey doesn't have those type of Hockey's guys. the best because it's just like, give 110%. This guy's the worst. He said he gave 109. Yeah. What a bitch. Um, By the way. John I, Waters also said very, he said he was like a queen character, but he was like, he could still stand on his own two feet. So he's not like, yeah, like he's he, not like, he doesn't need, oh, you hit me. I'm coming. <laughs> like John. <laughs> no, uh, no. Like me, where I dress good. True. And I'm loving on men. And uh, call but if someone if someone sasses me, if someone tries to push my head down where I don't want to go down, I'll beat the shit out of them. It's true. You you demand consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aggressively. So that's probably. Uh, I gotta say, I'm actually happy. I think this is the first. And you can leave this in. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Dylan does some pretty heavy editing to save both of our lives from the internet. <laughs> and this is the first one where I think Dylan is being edited more than me. No, you still got two in there. You, you also two have one. two. Oh, there's only three. Oh, I think I had two. You might want to listen to this back. I think there's one of yours that's a little problematic. <laughs> YOLO, 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 YOLO. So, what's the worst thing about Gorgeous George? I'm going to say the ashes comment really bummed me out. 
I really like that. <laughs> like, I, I, listen, I like the quote, but the idea that you're like, I nutted. <laughs> operator? Sherry That's Dupree. True. That is true, because he had to call an operator. <laughs> yeah. Urgent message. Your husband's cheating on you. <laughs> My cum. I'm using the word ashes instead. What do you think, bitch? Like, Doesn't matter what you think. Like, literally, he's like, divorced by a woman who helps build his career, and he's like, I'll just get another one, Betty. And then he's like, what's your name? Uh, Sherry, get in here. Oh, there's there's a ton of really sad shit. Like, he oh. tries to get back with Betty three years later, and she's like, I'll get back with you. Just stop drinking for a month, and he lasts three days. Yeah, he's just a, like, he just is a gross he's a fucking alcoholic. alcoholic. Yeah. But he's like, to the point where... Betty says this. She's like, we didn't know. Not only AA wasn't around, but the other thing I should have should have mentioned is he's like he's drinking so much he's chemically like can't he Stop. has to wean himself off. Yeah, like it's fucking. There's heroin. no concept of what he's doing. Like this yeah. is the idea of like the reason why they brought in prohibition, by the way, and it led to modern feminism in especially in America was the amount people oh, save it for your other podcast. Shut up, you. It's very interesting. <laughs> it probably is. Um, they had to bring it in because the average American male was drinking three bottles of whiskey a day. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, <laughs> and that's, by the way... American males. Keep American in mind. Males. Average. So there's people that are drinking six, and there's people that are drinking none. Yeah. Oh, late drinker having one bottle, a full bottle of whiskey. Yeah, three bottles of whiskey. Guys, I think my worst thing about Gorgeous George is... What did you say? Did you say anything? I just said the ashes thing. And then it just segued into his drinking. I'm going to say that he couldn't work things out with Betty. <laughs> oh, no. It's very heartbreaking. Yeah, well, I always go real. You're always like, oh, you snap merit wasn't that good. Yeah, because I'm, no, try- I'm trying to marry. Uh, oh. I'm trying to actually entertain. Because if you read the book, as opposed to you, shut the fuck up. Uh, how about you stop fucking? You should all read. Gordon. Stop treating me like I'm your Sherry. I'm your Betty, Dylan. It's. I'll give this a free plug. It's on iBooks for twelve quid. I'm assuming twelve dollars. Just set your iPhone to. Also, if you're ever buying books on the iPhone store, set your fucking phone to being from Canada, because then you'll just pay six pounds for everything. Yeah, like it legitimately, it is half price, but it's twelve. It's twelve pounds on the iPhone uh, store. It's just type in "Gorgeous George," and it's like there. It's literally it's George's Gorgeous George's life is a shitty indie movie where it's like this entire book you just know what's coming uh, is that his drinking is going to destroy their marriage and all they do is laugh and do fun pranks. And even they would just like they got a nanny just so they could spend time together. If his drinking became too much, John. I didn't cry because I'm not a fucking. But I jacked off, cry- which is the man you, version of crying. Why are you crying right now? What's that's when you get your eyes. That's when you get so sad you got to jack off. <laughs> oh, I'm just at a funeral here. Probably got to rub a fucking load out. <laughs> ah, sorry, my mom just died. <laughs> I'm sad, so I got to smash. Who fuck. raised you? <laughs> Were wolves, you, bro. <laughs> the wolves. Were you raised by the Minnesota Timberwolves? Were you raised by Gorgeous George's dad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things are fine. It's just a beat we all have to share for yeah. a month. Dad, can I go wrestle? No. <laughs> what if we only have half a beat to share? Dad, the house is on fire. Good. No heating bill. <laughs> his writing about it. Don't call the fire department. <laughs> There's no fires. They'll make me pay for that water that I want to drink. You mean your pee? Shut up, George. <laughs> Hello, fire department. Part of my wildfire isn't on fire. Fix that for me. Thank you. Yeah. Hello, the mayor. 
I'm talking to you on my hand because I can't afford a telephone. <laughs> There's a lot of people that say they owe a debt to Gorgeous George. Uh, I hope through this episode Those people, realize- by the way, are banks and they actually are misquoted. They're saying that his estate still owes them a great <laughs> deal of money. <laughs> One thing we want, we got to get out there, John, I think you know about this. I definitely didn't uh, learn anything about it because I'm a big fucking loser. Ha- Macho Man owns the Gorgeous George name. He owns the rights to the name Gorgeous George. Here's the deal. is uh, Angela Poffo credited George Wagner uh, for motivating him into his wrestling career, and he is one of many people who claim to have paid for his funeral. Yes. Uh, so many claim to have. And then his second wife, uh, there is a documentary on YouTube. Yeah, where she basically says, like, I worked for eight years to pay that fucking thing off. But he owned the name Gorgeous George, which is why there was that. The, the original George Wagner uh, worked very hard over the course of 20 years to go from a man who knew only poverty for the first 20 of his life to then basically having several estates in L.A. and... At one, doing a charity fundraiser, Bob Hope played his manservant um, when he wrestled Burt Lancaster. And then the second Gorgeous George was <laughs> some chick Randy Savage had on the side. I was about to bring <laughs> this up. So here's what happened. The year is 1999. Is it 99 or 98? Let's figure that out, I guess. I think it was 99. Also, I don't think anyone's going to be guys, I think you got the Gorgeous George. You got... Who... And Gorgeous George, that Gorgeous George had been in pornography, had she not? Of course. She was a stripper that Macho Man was essentially dating because he was like, uh, Liz, Liz, I'm over you, Liz. Liz, look at me. Liz, Liz. Uh, Liz. Oh, you mean Major Guns? Sick. No, Miss Elizabeth wasn't Major Guns. No, Gorgeous George was Major Guns. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was. She was Major Guns. Stephanie Bellers was not Major Guns. She was only Gorgeous George, I believe. Uh, I think wh- Major Guns was a different porn star. Nope. Wrong. Only never appeared as Major Guns. You're an idiot. Are you serious? Yeah, she was, was only Tylene Gorgeous Buck. George. Yeah. I'm she so pe- sorry. Oh, it was- she debuted under the name Gorgeous George in 1999 alongside Randy Savage, who was her then-boyfriend. The following month, she competed in her first match against Charles Robinson uh, with Savage's job on the line. She remained with Savage throughout the summer of 1999. They broke up, and then she left WCW. That's amazing. She joined ECW and remained there through October uh, when um, ECW shut in 2001. She made several appearances in 2003 and 2004. She wrestled Jasmine St. Clair. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. In a match that ended with them just kissing. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. <laughs> and she had her final match in 2008 at the Women's Superstars Uncensored promotion. In 2011, she made a one-time appearance for the National Wrestling Superstars. Now, here's the thing. Macho Man Randy Savage essentially modeled his look and career after what he thought gorgeous george was like hence having a valet like elizabeth all that sort of stuff being very uh charismatic and also having the theme music um he's like gorgeous george the psychopath yeah he's gorgeous he's gorgeous george but i'm from greece and why are you looking at my wife you're queer (laughs) (laughs) you're weird this is how i dress yeah Uh, no you're an idiot um so then that happened 
he gets to WCW. He owns the rights to the Gorgeous George name. They're finally going to bring in Lanny Paffo, who, by the way, has been signed to a year-to-year contract with WCW since Randy Savage got there and just doesn't wrestle. The be- That is the best job ever. That's great. Um, he doesn't get that. They finally are going to bring him in as Gorgeous George. So it'll be Lanny Paffo is Gorgeous George in WCW. And at the last minute, for some reason... That is very unclear, Randy. Either Lanny Paffo wasn't in shape, which doesn't make any sense seeing as if you talk to Lanny Paffo, he will take you through his daily health regimen. Yeah. Very much obsessed with how he he talks about having wipeless wipeless movements. Very important. (laughs) So it's very important. His diet is very much all about creating a a white... He he has wipeless shits and he loves... He loves a oh god what a, a bidet he has a bidet oh he's the you got his that's fantastic his shoot interviews are amazing because it's just like um so what was it like being in the WWF in 1989 how do I start my day let me begin <laughs> yeah basketball okay. court 6 a.m. running back and forth here is why no one talks to me yeah examples here, here is why my closest friend is Kurt Henning's gravestone <laughs> <laughs> um so Lanny Poffa was either in shape or Eric Bischoff was just trying to fuck with Macho Man Randy Savage or something anyway it ended up being just his girlfriend and this is the thing with it, which is based on how Macho Man came back with all those steroids and just the look of that woman of being like, they, like wrestling is known for stripper hot women, and then there was the woman known as Gorgeous George, where every like, I remember she came out and I was fourteen and I was like, yum, <laughs> yeah, because that was but that was nineteen ninety nine. Does that coat rack have fake ones? <laughs> Daddy likes. Yeah. Excuse me. A uh, woman who can't move because of her implants. No talking. <laughs> <laughs> Me like it. By the way, best Macho Man gimmick ever, which is he had Team Madness, which was just three women he hung out with. I like that. Miss Madness, Medusa, Gorgeous George. That's the Gorgeous George episode, everybody. Enjoy it. It's one of our longer ones, even though we thought about doing two parts. Didn't have enough for two parts, so we have... Enough for one and one a half bars. One really long one. So thanks very much for listening. If you want to celebrate Gorgeous George's life, spend your day the way he did. Get up in the morning, drink a bottle of bourbon, and then just walk around the town looking for a blonde woman who will respond to your ex-wife's name. <laughs> and just, Betty! Just fucking, Betty! Just fucking drive, guys. <laughs> just go for a drive. Yeah. Thanks very much. Once again, patreon.com. Here's what no one tells you about drunk driving. It's only dangerous in the middle part. If you're blackout drunk, totally safe. <laughs> you're you're in the clear. Yeah. So thanks very much for listening. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review if you guys want to give money, or we're at Twitter and Instagram at the wrestler review. Please rate, subscribe, all that shit. Yeah. So if you're can, still listening, we love you. Bye bye. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can so we can hire a voiceover talent so Dylan mm-hmm. has to do those horrendous horrendous weeds. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Horrendous mm-hmm. reads anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my dick he's kissing. Cerise mat. You notice to the left, of course, is the the perfume sprayer and the tray. The robe that Gorgeous George is wearing tonight is 
really one of the most beautiful ones we've seen. Gorgeous George's collection of robes totals over a hundred beautiful robes and at a value of over $200,000. This is a beautiful robe as you can see. It looks like flowering peacocks all over. The gold collar and the gold belt around the middle. Passing a layout there to one of the girls and she can't quite reach it. She reached it. <laughs> Gorgeous George bowing now to the audience. In the ring at the present time. There is Gorgeous George throwing out the gold Gorgeous Georgie pins. Not Bobby pins. Those are gold Gorgeous Georgie pins that he is throwing. He is getting some more pins and he's going to throw them to the people around the ring. This is a very profitable venture for Gorgeous George. The Gorgeous Georgie pins, which he is tossing to some of the spectators around the ring. He starts to look over Gorgeous George. He says, look him over first. Let me take a look, too. George is looking him over. <laughs> the Gorgeous one it really puts on a show. There's no doubt about it. But don't sell him short. He's a great wrestler. Gorgeous George refuses to take